Good morning. Today I will talk about the Gainesville Ripper. Danny Harold Rawling, May 26, 1954 to October 25, 2006, also known as the Gainesville Ripper, was an American serial killer who murdered five students in Gainesville, Florida over four days in late August 1990. Rowling later confessed to raping several of his victims, committing an additional November 4, 1989 triple homicide in Shreveport, Louisiana, and attempted to murder his father in May 1990. In total, Rowling confessed to killing eight people. Rowling was sentenced to death for the five Gainesville murders in 1994. He was executed by lethal injection in 2006. Early, early years. Danny Rowling was born in Shreveport, Louisiana. His father was a Shreveport police officer named James Rowling, who told Danny that he was unwanted from birth and abused his mother, Claudia, and his brother, Kevin. In one incident, Danny's mother went to the hospital after claiming her husband tried to make her cut herself with a razor blade. She made repeated attempts to leave her husband, but always returned. In one example of senior Rowling's sense of discipline, he pinned Danny to the ground, handcuffed him, and then had police take his son away because he was embarrassed by him. As a teenager and young adult, Rowling was arrested several times for robberies in Georgia and was caught spying on a woman getting dressed. As an adult, he had trouble trying to assimilate into society and hold down a steady job. At one point, Rowling worked as a waiter at Pancho's restaurant in Shreveport. In May 1990, he attempted to kill his father during a family argument in which his father lost an eye and an ear. Serial killings. In August 1990, Rowling murdered five students, one student from Santa Fe College and four from the University of Florida during a burglary and robbery spree in Kingsville, Florida. He mutilated his victims' bodies, decapitating one. He then posed them, sometimes using mirrors. In, early morning, in the early morning hours of Friday, August 24th, Rowling broke into the apartment shared by 17-year-old university freshman Sonia Larson and Christina Powell. Finding Powell asleep on the downstairs couch, he stood over her briefly but did not wake her up, choosing instead to explore the upstairs bedroom where Larson was also asleep. Rowling murdered Larson, first taping her mouth shut to stifle her screams and then stabbing her to death. She died while trying to fend him off. Rowling went back downstairs, taped Powell's mouth shut, bound her wrists together behind her back, and threatened her with a knife. As he cut her clothes off of her, he then raped her and forced her face down into the floor where he stabbed her five times in the back. Rowling posed the bodies in sexually provocative positions. He took a shower before leaving the apartment. A day later, on Saturday, August 25th, Rowling broke into the apartment of 18-year-old Krista Hoyt, Probably opened a sliding glass door with a cowbar knife and a screwdriver. Finding she was not home, he waited in the living room for her return. At 11 a.m., Hoyt entered the apartment and Rowling surprised her from behind, placing her in a chokehold after she had been subdued. He taped her mouth shut, bound her wrists together, and led her into the bedroom where he cut the clothes off from her body and raped her. As, a, as in the Powell murder, he forced her face down and stabbed her in the back, rupturing her heart. He then decapitated the body and posed her head on the shelf, facing the corpse, adding to the shock of whoever discovered her. By now, the murders had attracted widespread media attention, and many students were taking extra precautions, such as changing their daily routines and sleeping together in groups because the spree 
Because the scree was happening so early in the fall semester, some students withdrew their enrollment or transferred to other schools. 23-year-old Tracy Pauls was living with Manny Tabota, also 23, her roommate. On Monday, August 27th, Riley broke into the apartment by prying open the sliding glass door with the same tools he had previously used. Rowling found Tabota asleep in one of the bedrooms and, after a struggle with the young man, eventually killed him. Hearing the commotion, Pauls went down the hall to Tabota's bedroom and saw Rowling. She attempted to barricade safe in her room, but Rowling broke through the door. Rowling taped her mouth shut and wrists cut off her clothing and raped her before turning her over and stabbing her three times in the back. Rowling pulled Paul's body but left Tabota in the same position in which he had died. With the exception of Tabota, all of the victims were petite Caucasian brunettes with brown eyes. Although law enforcement initially had very few leads, police did identify two suspects, one a University of Florida student, Edward Humphrey, who had a history of mental illness and bore numerous scars on his face from a scar car accident, making him an ideal image when discussing news about the investigation. His photo was shown repeatedly by media outlets. Authorities publicly cleared him of all charges after Rowling's arrest. The other suspect was also cleared. Later on September 7, 1990, Rowling was arrested in Ocala on a burglary charge, and in the course of that investigation, his tools were matched to marks left at the Gainesville murder scenes. The small one-man camp where he was living was in a wooded area located near the apartment complexes frequented by the students, including those of the victims. There, investigators discovered recordings Rowling had made of himself singing country songs that he had composed and audio diaries alluding to the crimes. He was charged with several counts of murder in November 1991. Rowling was brought to trial by Alcoa County, Alachua County State Attorney Lynn Register nearly four years after the murders. He claimed his motive was to become a superstar similar to Ted Bundy. In 1994, before his trial could get underway, Rowling unexpectedly pled guilty to all charges. Subsequently, State Attorney Rod Smith presented the penalty phase of the prosecution. Rowling was sentenced to death on each count. During his trial, Court TV, now True TV, conducted an interview with Rowling's mother from her home during which his father could be heard, shouting off camera. Rowling was sentenced to death on April 20, 1994. Rowling was diagnosed with antisocial borderline personality, borderline personality disorder and paraphilia. Further murders. After Rowling was arrested, police in Louisa alerted the authorities in Florida to an unsolved triple murder in Shreveport on November 4, 1989. Detectives noted there were similarities between the Gainesville murders and those of 55-year-old William Grissom, his 24-year-old daughter Julie, and his 8-year-old grandson Sean. The family had been attacked in their home as, were, as they were preparing for dinner. Afterwards, Julie Grissom's body had been mutilated, cleaned, and posed. Shortly before he was executed in Florida for the series of killings in Gainesville, Danny Willingham, his spiritual advisor, Reverend Mike Hudspeth, the Florida police, a handwritten confession and apology to the grisly triple murders he committed 17 years before in his hometown of Shreveport. Death. Rowling was executed by lethal injection at the Florida State Prison on October 25, 2006, after the U.S. Supreme Court rejected a last-ditch appeal. He was pronounced dead at 6.13 p.m. EDT. Rowling's last meal consisted of lobster tails served with drawn butter.
butterfly shrimp, a cocktail sauce, a baked potato with sour cream and butter, stubborn cheesecake, and sweet tea. Rowling sang a gospel hymn but made no statement immediately prior to his execution, which is witnessed by many of his victims' relatives. In a written statement made shortly before his execution, Rowling confessed to the murders of the Grissom family in Shreveport. Legacy Rowling has been the subject of several written works as murders inspired screenwriter Kevin Williamson to pen the script of the popular 1996 slasher film Scream. Sandra London collaborated with Rowling on the making of a serial killer, a true story of the Gainesville murders, and the killer's own words. He is a subject of the book Beyond Murder by John Philpin and John Donnelly. Author Kevin Given admitted that he based the serial killer David Reynolds from his novel Foul Blood on Rowling. A 2007 independent feature film entitled The Gainesville Ripper was shot in the Gainesville and Jacksonville, Florida area based on the accounts of the killings. In the film, Rowling portrayed by Zachary Mimos. Rowling was also the subject of an explosive body of evidence from the case files of Dale Hinman, a court and TV, now true TV show, transmitted as Crime Scene USA, body of evidence on Discovery Channel in the UK, and an episode of Forensic File titled Killing Spray, which originally aired on Discovery Channel Canada and was rebroadcast in America on the Science Channel. Rowling was also subject to a 2010 episode of Cold Blood and was briefly mentioned in the 2012 episode of Motives and Murders titled entitled Not Again and in 2015 episode of Nightmare Next Door entitled Daylight Abduction where murder victim Sonia Larson's brother Jim Larson experienced the rape and murder of his wife Carla Larson on the investigation Discovery Channel. In 2013 TV documentary series A Real Story featured an episode on the movie Scream. It aired July 20, 2013 and tells the story of Rollins' murders in graphic detail. The book Drifter is also based on the 1990 Greensville Murders. An episode of Murder Made Me Famous, which aired November 24, 2008, that chronicled the case. The premiere episode of, a, of Mark of a Killer, titled Post the Kill, which aired January 20, 2019, also documented the case. While on death row at Florida State Prison, Rowling wrote songs and poems with true pictures. His works have been referred to as an example of murder, murderabilia. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the story. Tune in next week for another real crime story. Stay safe, stay home, wash your hands, wear a mask, practice social distancing during this COVID-19 uh, crisis. Thank you. Have a good week.